need to do that. And Lord, we just pray now that you'll uh, be with us uh, for this Sunday school time. And uh, just look forward to looking at some scriptures this morning. Pray that you'll uh, help us, Lord, to understand, glean some things, Lord. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray. Uh, amen and amen. Amen. All right. And I uh, forgot to mention again Brother Bob's uh, doctor appointment and Tiffany battling a cold as well. All right. So let's go ahead and go to, uh, I'm going to give this back to you before I forget about it. Uh, let's go to Genesis chapter 1, of course. And uh, we're going to pick up there in verse 3 here in just a moment. And uh, so we uh, looked at uh, in the beginning God last week. And this week we're looking at creation. That is the six days of creation. And uh, a great, great study. I hope it will be a blessing to you. And uh, you'll see there in our introduction. And uh, I don't have anything on my screen right now, brother. So I'm not sure what I need to do. So, well, I'll tell you what, let me do this. Just hold on just a second. Will it change? Nope. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have nothing. All right, well. We will uh, let Brad work on that for a little bit. The good thing, what do you want me to do? Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. Dead. Just, just blackness. Dark void. I need light. <laughs> yeah, Genesis 1-1. <laughs> and pastor said, let there be light. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, I don't have it here, but that's okay. That's okay. This will work for right now. All right. So we're doing things a little bit differently anyway. So, all right. So as long as I can change it up there, we're good. All right. All right. So notice there on your introduction, um, again, we're looking at creation. We'll be looking at uh, verses uh, 3 through 31. And um, we need to understand, as the Bible reveals to us, that everything we see around us was created by God. Amen. Uh, there's nothing that exists that wasn't created by God. Nothing has evolved. Um, it's all given by God. If it wasn't for God, we wouldn't have it. Uh, and that means everything, not just physical things, uh, but certainly thoughts, uh, you know, those types of things. Science never reveals something that God didn't already know. Amen? And uh, so we always need to understand that. Uh, we also will see, too, that it was all created in, in six days, okay? And there's a, a lot of debate, I suppose, over the years about that. Uh, but we believe uh, here at Central Calvary Baptist Church that the letter B, the six days of creation, are six 24-hour periods. And you'll see those. We, we'll read the verses later. Uh, but at the end of each day, uh, the morning uh, and the night were the first day. And so God spoke everything into existence. We talked about this last week. Again, in an orderly fashion, in other words, step by step. Um, and we're going to see these days broken down today. So the lesson aim is very, very easy to, to, to see, uh, to teach what God created on each day of creation. So that's what we're simply going to look at. We're going to look at each day. Now, we could probably spend a couple of lessons on each day, but, but today we're just, we're just looking at it. Uh, briefly uh, through each one. We'll take time for questions and those types of things. I'll try to answer them the best that I can. Uh, but, so we'll start right off. So the first day, we're going to see that God created light. 
And so we begin there with verse 3, Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Verse 5, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And uh, so, uh, again, you know, I, if, if we went back and we broke all these words down, like I said, we could probably spend, you know, a day or two on each, on each uh, uh, day of creation, and maybe we should, but for today, uh, what I'm sharing with you, I, I, might, I might not go to the Bible verses, but we believe this is what the Bible teaches us, okay? And uh, so, so we're going to see right away that the light, because we know later on, if you read ahead, that the sun, uh, the moon, and stars even, they weren't created till the fourth day, okay? But here we have light, and so we might automatically think the sun, but this is not the sun because that was created on the fourth day. You said I don't. You say I don't understand that. Neither do I. <laughs> I you know, it, but this is God, okay? And uh, so God divided the the light uh, and darkness, and we see there very simply, letter B, that He called the light day and He called the dark night. And again, there's a lot of people that get bogged down in things. There is the theory which I don't really agree with that uh, the stars and the sun and moon were already created and God just kind of pulled back the veil and allowed the light to come. But again, God can create anything, all right? Uh, he doesn't need a sun to create light because we know in heaven there's light and there's no need for the sun there either, right? And so again, these things are really hard for us to comprehend and we could spend days talking about them, but at the end of those two days, we still wouldn't know what it means, okay? And uh, so, so again, I, I, you know, and I've delved into this stuff, but, but I've just, as I get older, I don't really get bogged down in these types of things. I just believe what God says, amen? And so it's not the sun, and we know that God divided the light and the darkness. He called the light day, and he called the dark night. Then on the second day, we see the heavens, or what we're going to refer to as the firmament, and we see there in verse 6, and God said, let there be a firmament. Now, that word firmament for us today, we might just think of atmosphere, which would include the air that we walk around in and breathe, but also the sky uh, and even into outer space. But it says, uh, um, uh, verse 6, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Now, notice, and let it divide the waters from the waters, you know, which is interesting. Verse 7 and God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from waters which are above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. Now that word heaven isn't talking about heaven as we might think where the temple of God is, but really just the, the atmosphere, if you will. Now, so we see there in letter A, uh, this explains the earth's atmosphere. And I put this in here because I think it's important. This was all pre-flood. In other words, the environment and the atmosphere before the flood is a lot different than the environment and the atmosphere today. And we'll, we'll go back to that here in just a moment. And so, so this was the, uh, uh, the firmament, uh, the atmosphere pre-flood. And we see there that the waters uh, on the earth were separated from waters above the earth. So what, what's that talking about? Well, what most believe, and, and I believe this as well, as you see there, letter B, this was most likely a canopy of water around the earth. So basically you have the earth, um, and I believe the land looked different as well before the flood. 
So you had the earth, and we'll talk about the, the land here in just a moment, but around the earth you had like a ball of water around the earth, okay? And, uh, just, and we'll see this here in just a moment. So that would create somewhat of like a greenhouse effect on things, okay? A oxygen-rich environment even. And uh, we know that things react a lot differently in those, in those environments. And uh, so, so that's the, you have the waters uh, above and below the earth, okay? Probably a canopy of water around the earth. Um, and you'll see there underneath letter B that this would lead to several things that, that you don't see today. Uh, we read about the longevity of life. You know, people live to be 900 years old. Certainly that canopy around would, would have a lot to do with that. Uh, large animals uh, slash dinosaurs, those types of things. We know they existed because we see their bones, right? They're just not billions of years old, like some would have you to believe. Uh, large vegetation, and of course, uh, uh, this was before the flood, again, and because of that greenhouse effect. It also meant that you had consistent weather and temperature throughout the planet, so things could grow all the time, okay? And we have areas in the world that are like that today. Now, we know, too, that before Noah, there, it had never rained like we see rain today. There was no rain, but we know the Bible teaches that a mist came up out of the earth. And plus, I believe there was just a lot of groundwater uh, as well. And so uh, we see there, number two, underneath letter B, the water canopy would play a huge role in the flood in the days of Noah. And so, no doubt, all of that coming down, uh, although I tend to believe most of the water actually came from beneath, but certainly... That would be a lot of water up there, okay? Uh, and so, so again, it's a, a pretty reasonable explanation uh, uh, about things and, and really ties in well with the flood. And so we see the second day there. We'll look at uh, this third one. We'll take time for questions um, and comments here in just a moment after we look at this one. Then we have the third day. We have the earth. Now, what we're talking about here is the dry land, okay? Not the earth itself, but certainly it would include the earth, but, but specifically the dry land. It says, and God said, let the waters under the heaven, so that canopy still in place, be gathered together unto one place, and let dry land appear, and it was so. Uh, and God called the dry land earth, uh, and the gathering together of the waters he called, called he seas, uh, and God saw that it was good. And uh, so let's go ahead and read on verse 11, because this is still in day three. And God, so we have, really we have two creative acts in this one day, okay? So we have the, the dry land appears, then verse 11, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so what this talk about is, is that he created full-grown plants. He didn't plant a seed and grow, it, it started out as a plant. It was a, God created a whole oak tree, okay? And, and the oak tree was able to reproduce itself. Um, it says, verse 12, And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. And uh, so, letter B there, underneath number three, the earth by God's command brought forth vegetation. I think that's important. And this plant life could immediately reproduce other plant life after its own kind, okay? Um, and you'll see that kinds uh, quite a bit. Um, and so really that, that plant life, as mentioned already, was a second work. Uh, you had the, the dry land, then you had the vegetation uh, there uh, on the third day. 
So that's the first three days of creation. So we'll stop there and, and we'll look at the other three. But just in case you have a question or something on your mind, I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to have a question or a comment or anything like that. Or anything maybe you're not quite understanding, Brother Bob? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. Right, right. Right, sure. Right, sure, the oxygen-rich environment, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hyperbaric chamber, they use that in healing a lot, and, and uh, uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. They've uh, experimented with plant life in those types of oxygen-rich environments. Stuff just grows, you know, unbelievably big. Uh, now, of course, it's not cost-effective to do that, you know, but, but just to prove a point, it's certainly been true. You know, it's amazing to me that at one time science was, and, and, and science is just that, it's science, you know, um, and really it was used by the devil to disprove creation, but it's amazing to me as we get a little more technology is revealing really what things are about and it all points back to a creator. <laughs> you know, I mean, even the Big Bang Theory is losing a lot of steam these days. A lot of the guys that, that they may still try to push it, but they don't say it because they know that it's, you know, there's no such thing as an uncaused cause. <laughs> and, and science proves that. And, and so it's amazing. Anybody else? Anybody else? Brother Billy? Yes, amen. Two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. 
He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. Verse 18, And to rule over the day and over the night, and divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And so we see here the, the sun, moon, and the stars. Um, and, and I'm sure that would, you know, may include the planets. The Bible does, some people will say, when were the planets created? God doesn't tell us. It, you know, it could have been uh, in any of these days here. But uh, there is a, always remember too, a, a good way to, uh, just a rule, a, the, a rule, a theological rule of thumb is that, that we're reading these verses from the earth's standpoint. In other words, as we are on earth. That's important to understand. And so there's really a threefold purpose for placing the lights in the firmament. And again, God created light on the first day. And we, we have some evidences here, again, how, to, how all this exactly works, I can't tell you other than what the Bible's saying here. And it says to divide the day from the night. So the light and the darkness sequence is now dependent upon the sun. Obviously, you know, as we know now, technology has told us that, that uh, the, the earth is spinning and... and uh, uh, this, of course, when, you know, when we're facing away from the sun, that's nighttime. Uh, but it also says uh, for signs, and what that's talking about is signals of times such as weather. Brother Bob also meant, meant, or Brother Billy also mentioned judgment as well. There are some that believe that that signs, uh, again, creation uh, uh, talking about the, the different uh, uh, things that are going on there uh, as judgment. Again, I put question marks by that. Um, but also for seasons, uh, which is really talking about days and years, you know, to keep, keep time and those types of things. And uh, so we see there the fourth day, the sun, moon, and stars. And then letter B, uh, the sun, moon, and stars, again, as, we, as I mentioned already, as they appear from Earth's standpoint. And from Earth's standpoint, now we know, again, science technology has taught us uh, that, that our sun is a star, but it's a relatively small star compared to other stars. So again, but to us, it's the biggest thing we know of, right? Uh, I think somebody's estimated, I've heard different estimates, but I think a million Earths will fit in the sun. That's how big the sun is. And some estimates are even higher. Uh, but uh, no doubt it is big, and it certainly dominates the sky in the daytime. And of course, the moon and stars as well, they dominate the sky at nighttime. But again, we, we know those stars are, you know, they're far away. But uh, so again, that's what I mean by it's from Earth's standpoint that, that we're seeing this. All right, so we jump on over to the fifth day. And uh, we're going to see now uh, some fish and fowl. And uh, we see there in verse 20, it says, God, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth, uh, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good. Um, it says in verse 22, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And so God uh, gave, we find here really three classifications of animals uh, that are relatively... Uh, accurate. I mean, you know, there's, there's a few little uh, exceptions to the rules of these things. But what, what it's talking about here is beasts are really just talking about what we know as wild animals. And, and that could be, you know, any, any wild type animal. Uh, but it mentions cattle. 
Um, and what that's in reference to is not just cattle as we might think of cows, but, but domestic animals, specifically four-footed domestic animals. Often in the Bible, you'll see the word cattle, but it's talking about goats even, uh, and sometimes even sheep. And so, so again, uh, that's what that's talking about. And then you have the creeping things, and those are creatures that move along the ground and probably would include bugs, I would say even flying bugs uh, as well. Um, uh, if they existed at that time. <laughs> I tend to think a lot of that stuff came from, from the plague. <laughs> but but uh, I just can't imagine Eden having ticks, amen? I just, I just I don't believe God would do that, amen? But uh, certainly uh, there were creeping things and creatures that move along the ground, even in creation. And uh, so uh, very, very important to understand. Now, we also see that man was created on these days uh, as well. And notice verse 26, Now I wanted to split this up. And God said, let us, notice us, uh, many believe and I believe that that's in reference to the Trinity. Uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Um, so God created man in his own image, and the image of God created them, male and female created he them, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, we read about that already, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree... Uh, in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. In other words, that was their food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creeps upon the earth wherein there is life, I have given uh, every er or green herb for meat, and it was so. So there wasn't any meat eating going on. I know that's hard to imagine, but that's the way it was. And verse 31 says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So a great deal going on there. As you notice on your outline, we have a lot more to look at. And so God gave land animals. I'm sorry, we already looked at letter Letter B. Man was created in the image and likeness of God. And what that's talking about, certainly not in deity. Um, I, I want to be careful. I don't even really think in form per se because God doesn't have a form. He's a spirit, okay? Um, but certainly in nature, uh, not necessarily we have the morals of God, but, but it is talking about a nature or moral likeness to God. Um, and we see some things here. Man has a body that has senses, and these are things that separate us from the animal. We're not animals. <laughs> we didn't evolve from something, amen? Uh, we, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, okay? As we've read there, we're to have dominion over the earth, amen? Uh, we're not to worship the earth, right? We have dominion over the earth. And uh, so a man has a body that has senses. And again, Revelation 7, you know, the, the context of the verse is much deeper than this. But notice what it says, but I see another law. And that word law there is really just talking about another influence. Where's that influence? In my members. And so, so again, we have senses. And in this case, uh, uh, it's talking about, uh, you know, worldly thoughts and things coming into our life and wanting us to pull away from God. But what the verse for today, what I want you to understand is it reveals that we have certain senses. You know, animals don't have that, okay, but, but, but mankind does. And so again, in, in the, the word law in this verse, speaking about the influence of the body or what we would call a sense. 
And then number two, man has a soul, which is his seat of emotions and affections. And, uh, you know, folks, I, I know, you know, I don't, I don't want you to misunderstand. I love animals too, okay? But I think sometimes we put them on a, a level that I think is spiritually unhealthy. Uh, and and uh, at the end of the day, they, you know, I don't believe in being mean to animals. I've had, well, I don't have any right now, but I've had dogs my whole life. I, I love animals. I love pets, okay? But they, they are not people, okay? They're, they're animals. And, and uh, in the right situation, they will eat you uh, if they need to to live. I mean, that's just, that's, and that's not the, because they're evil. That's just how God made them, okay? And so I think that's important to understand. So man has a soul which is the seed of emotions. Now, again, Psalm 42 is a great psalm. Uh, the context much deeper when we're talking here. But I want you to understand something here that, that you won't find in animals. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. There's, there's a longing uh, here. The psalmist, David, was longing for God. My soul thirsteth. In other words, the soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? Now, notice this. When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. In other words, you know, mankind has that... You know, we get attached to our parents. We get attached to anything. That stays with us, doesn't it? You know, now for animals, they, they tend to lose that. Um, for I had gone with multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with a multitude that kept holy day. Uh, why art thou cast, cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted in me? Again, these are things that are unique to men. Um, notice, therefore, I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. In other words, there's a gratefulness uh, that, that, that mankind has or should have. Oh, my soul, uh, oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Uh, therefore, I remember thee from the land of Jordan. So, so again, it, it, we have here some senses, some feelings that, that have to do with the soul of man. And, and these are things that, that I believe, uh, no doubt, are unique uh, to man. And then number three there on the back, man was created with a spirit that makes him conscious of God. 1 Corinthians 2.11 says, For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man. And that spirit of man is that part of man that communicates with God. And of course we understand salvation process there. When uh, man sinned in the garden, that, that part of man that could commune with God, it died. You know, that's why you know, they were separated. Uh, of course now when we get saved and the Holy Spirit of God indwells us, now we have the ability to commune with God again. Um, and that's something, again, that is unique to man, uh, that part of man that communicates with God. Uh, even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So certainly it's a supernatural uh, thing that is unique to man. And so man stands alone, let her see, in comparison to animals. Uh, physically, he alone walks upright. I know some animals for a second or two can do that. Uh, but but uh, generally speaking, only man does that. Mentally, he, he alone is, has the ability to communicate in a sophisticated manner. Uh, spiritually, he alone has the capacity to know the mind and will of God. You know, animals don't, they don't, I mean, they're not believing in a God. They, they just are, you know, and, and that's, you know, God made them that way. Um, man immediately, as we read there, had dominion over the total environment that God had created. You know, that's why it always drives me crazy, you know, that it's, you know, the reason the earth is the way it is is because of man, you know. Uh, well, we're to do the earth, amen. Um, I was 
reading this thing or watching, I guess I was reading it. I think this was back in the 70s, you know, when there was just a lot of stupidity going on and, and uh, you know, save the trees and the spotted owl and all that stuff. And uh, uh, the zoo, uh, there was a zoo, I can't remember where, probably California. But anyway, there was a zoo there that uh, had the world's most dangerous animal. And they had this big thing. It was like, this animal has, has killed more life than any other animal, all of them combined. And when you open the door, it was a mirror. Man bad. Man very bad. <laughs> you know, but that's not what the Bible reveals, right? Amen. Amen. So, so again, we, we need to have a biblical uh, outlook on things. And uh, so, so man immediately had dominion over the total environment that God had created. Uh, letter E, male and female uh, in his image. And so they are both equal in worth to God. Uh, Adam and Eve, we know later, uh, Genesis chapter 2 gives us a detailed account of the, of the uh, uh, creation of man. Uh, chapter 1 just gives us a general overview of the creation, but, but Genesis chapter 2 gives us more details. But um, uh, they're both uh, equal in worth to God, still the same way today. Adam and Eve were created to replenish the earth. Uh, replenish, there's another word. People say, oh, replenish, that means, you know. But, but again, if we take the time to look these Bible words up, and, and even what they call the lexicon, it's, it really meant uh, to, to feel for the first time. I don't know why in the King James language it's said replenish, but it, but it does mean to feel for the first time. And uh, so you see there, matter of fact, you can look it up, the Hebrew word, uh, spelled M-A-L-E, but it's pronounced male, okay? And that means to fill for the first time, okay? And uh, so, so that's what that's talking about, because there are those that believe, sometimes they want to talk about the gap theory or a pre-Adamic earth and, uh, and those types of things. I believe you kind of get into some theological problems when you do that, okay? Because in the beginning, God created and it was good, okay? And uh, so, so I believe that, amen. I can't explain it all. I can't, you know, I can't, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, break it down exactly other than what we see here in the Word of God. All right. So, any questions or comments? And then we got a little little puzzle here. We'll look at Brother Bob. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Sure, right. Amen. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah, Romans chapter 1 really says what you said. If you read Romans chapter 1, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of a hard chapter to understand, but if you take time look at those words and what they mean, basically saying that the truth of God is instinctively known by man. 
you know, you leave man by himself, sooner or later he's going to worship something. It might be a totem pole or the sun or whatever. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from something, just what you said, a void. Man was made to worship God. Now, when man separated from God, that caused a problem, but that void is still there because that's how we were made. You know, uh, and uh, that's why I say all the time, I don't believe in atheists. I don't believe they exist, <laughs> according to what the Word of God says. Amen? Amen. So very good, very good. All right, so we got a little, a, a little uh, puzzle down there, if you'll turn to the last page, and uh, you'll have to look up here at the screen. All right, and uh, so uh, we'll fill in the blanks there. You'll notice it's got four letters, and uh, so we'll read the sentence. God said what he made was? Good, all right. Uh, fish and fowl were created, two words? On, that's right, on the fifth day. You guys are good. All right, on the first day, God created light. Amen. All right, second group of words. Uh, God created the sun. What's the next word? Moon and stars. Sixth day, God created the land. What is it? That's right, animals uh, and man. Uh, the third line there, uh, what watered the earth? Do, right, right, amen. And then uh, third day, God created the, starts with the E? Earth, that's right, the dry land, amen. All right, all right. Then third group, uh, the morning and the evening were the first day. Uh, after the sixth day, God said that it was very good, amen. Uh, man was given dominion over how many animals? Every animal, amen, amen. Uh, it did not rain. That's right, it did not rain till after the flood. Uh, the vegetation, what seed? Yielded seed. That's right, that's right. And then the uh, fourth group, creeping what were made on the sixth day? Things. That's right, that's right. The second day, God created the heavens, right? God made man in his own image, right? Light and darkness divided to make day and night. Okay, the earth brought forth uh, what on the third day? Well, uh, well, I thought I heard it over here. Grass, that's right. Amen, amen, amen. So, so we have there, and of course you could probably tell that spells a little something there. And uh, so, say it. White made. Everything, amen. Everything's two words, but I couldn't get it all on one thing. So. <laughs> or one word, I couldn't get it all. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Aren't, isn't that much simpler than, you know, it, it's amazing to me that these people go to school for, you know, 20 years after they graduate high school to tell you that the earth's billions and billions of years old. And in 30 minutes, we just found out that's a lie. <laughs> right? Right? Amen. Amen. So next week, we'll be looking at Adam in the garden. And so we'll be looking at some more detail as far as the creation of man uh, and so forth. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Any last thoughts before we dismiss? Miss Anita? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Right. Right. You know, there are a lot of, uh, I would say, good men of God from the, the late 1800s, early 1900s, even Baptists. Uh, 
um, like Schofield, for instance, he believed in what uh, we call as the gap theory, and that's what Miss Anita was hitting on there. That, and, and some of them will, will say really between the first and the second day. In other words, there was a huge amount of time there. But you gotta remember, in that day, they were being bombarded. That's when evolution was, you know, Darwinian teaching was starting to gain steam, and they were finding these dinosaurs, and, you know, nothing made sense, and, you know, it's just, you know, and so all that came along. So in their, their, I think they meant well, they were just trying to reconcile science uh, and Bible. And uh, I think they were well-meaning, but I just don't think it was correct and they um, uh, uh, came up with what Miss Anita was saying there, that maybe these weren't 24-hour days, but long periods of time, which would account for the earth being billions of years old and so on and so on. Uh, but, uh, uh, but I believe if you read your Bible, you study the lineages and how long people lived, I believe we have a young earth. And what I mean by that, I believe our earth was only about 6,000 years old. If you start with Adam and go all the way up, that's what you come up with, okay? And uh, so, so I believe that to be true, all right? All right, anybody else? Anybody else? Brother True? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he created it. <laughs> he, but no, it says he created light. He made it. Yeah, he spoke it into existence. Uh, so it was a created thing. That, that happened, do I? No, it wasn't the sun. That wasn't until the fourth day. Yeah, right. So it's, again, that's mystical to us. We, you know, we don't understand it because there was light and dark before the sun and moon, moon were created. Now, in our mind, that doesn't make sense, but there's a lot of things that don't make sense to me in the Bible. <laughs> that's where faith, amen? <laughs> that's where faith is, amen? All right, all right. Yes, Miss Barbara? Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't have a great explanation for that. I should know it, but, but I can't remember exactly why that is. There is a, a, a reason. It has a lot to do with just Jewish culture, too. Right, right, right. But they were, again, if you study these words out, that word day even, and Miss Anita hit on this, it means a 24-hour period. Yes, ma'am. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. So the wordage kind of messes us up, but at the end of the day, it's still a day. Right, right, right. Yes, right, amen. Yes, my brother. What verse? Uh, well, it'll be uh, the... Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> where you been, brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, amen, amen. All right, all right. So great study, great study, amen. A lot of fun, a lot of fun, amen. God's got it all figured out, right? Amen, amen. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We do thank you for the blessings of life. Pray, dear God, that you'll be with us. Father, help us to uh, uh, take these outlines home. And, and, and again, I encourage folks to delve into these things deeper. Lord, these are just some, some general 